Hi, parents. It's Robin McMahon here. Thank you for listening to Parenting Our Future, which is in the top 0.5% of all podcasts worldwide. Before we dive into this episode, I want to invite you to join my membership site, The Parent Toolbox. You can join this membership for free. It's at www.parent-toolbox.com. And this is the companion site to my show, Parenting Our Future. In the Parent Toolbox, you will find game-changing tools and resources from both myself and my guest experts who are among some of the top minds in the parenting space. There are over 100 resources to help you navigate screen time, co-parenting, meltdown, teenagers, and so much more. Join today at www.parent-toolbox.com. Now back to the show. Okay, I have somebody on this week who I don't just love. I admire her. I look to her for support to talk. And in fact, this is the second time we've tried to record this episode together because we just don't stop talking. And so we have rescheduled and almost rescheduled again today, but we promised that we would hit record. I am talking about my friend, one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Just you wait, you'll see Katie Keen. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Katie is the host of one of the top 1% globally rated podcasts called Her Home and Heart. And she is host to a community of beautiful families on a journey to peace at home and generational family success. Her mission is really simple, and that is to ensure that no family ever breaks apart or destroys their relationships because they simply don't know how simple it is to create a solid, peaceful, and joyful family foundation at home. It is simple, and sometimes it takes a little bit of work, but here we are. So Katie is most passionate about helping families create strong bonds and deep roots so parents don't wake up one day and regret broken relationships, but rather find themselves living the life that they dreamed of creating. So Katie, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And I just adore you. (laughs) This has been so much fun. I'm glad we finally hit record, but I have enjoyed talking so much. We just, uh, you're just honestly, truly one of my favorite people. And (laughs) what I love about you is how dedicated you are to your family and how you want to share that with as many families as possible. So could we start by learning just a little bit about you and your family? Who's in it? What are you guys all about? Where are you from? All that stuff. So we are on the East coast of the USA, kind of outside of DC right now. I have five kids. We are, yes, we were a military family. So we raised these kiddos doing a lot of relocating and um, they now range in age from the youngest being eight to the oldest being 19. Wow. We have homeschooled them and we have dealt with a lot of special needs among the five. So between Mm. them, We have dealt with a lot of different things. And so our passion came out of the fact that we watched so many families similar to ours break apart and so many Mm -hmm. other families not break apart. And we were able to see the stressors that special needs life has on families. And we realized that there were simple tools that work for any family, but that really special needs families must have, and that they can have a joyful, thriving life too, amidst the challenges. Wow. And, and throughout these 19 years that you've been a mom, you've homeschooled your kids too. 
Yes. We never thought we would never. That was not something we ever considered <laughs> until <laughs> one day it was a need. And with the military life, it allowed us to be able to move in the middle of the year and to really take advantage of the amazing places that we were and have a lot more family time together and with extended family. And it just grew from there. We committed one year at a time at first, and it's just become something that we are passionate about. And it's really sparked our children's passions so that they know who they are and what they want to do with their lives. So it's really cool. I love that. And I like actually what you just said you just did it one year at a time. And so we're going to talk about homeschooling and and really some of the hacks that you have and how you've navigated through the difficulties of it. Cause I too never imagined that I would homeschool and I haven't homeschooled and I'm okay with that, but I know there's a lot of parents that do want to homeschool for various different reasons. And, um, you know, I like the idea that you're just saying one year at a time, because I think it can be pretty daunting to think, okay, no more public school or private school or any kind of institutional school. I'm just going to have my kids at home, but look, it may work for you. It may not work for you. And I think what you put together is a really good plan to help parents be successful while not losing it at the same time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we view that every family is very unique and every family can only make the decision for themselves. No one else can make the decision for them of what's best for their children, whether that's the food they feed them or their education or whatever. Parents who truly love their children and truly love their family are going to make the decision that's best for them. Yeah. So, and, and, and that makes sense, right? This is not a place of judgment. Like if you do it great, if you don't do it great, you know, like it works for everybody differently. I knew that I couldn't do it. I knew that I didn't have the patience. I just knew that it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna work for me. And, and I'm okay with that. So what are some of the, you know, for those who are homeschooling or for those who are thinking about homeschooling, what are some of the hardest parts that we just need to know about. And then I want to get into some of the the ways that you've made it work really well. So let's talk about what, what makes it so difficult. Mm -hmm. So what makes it difficult initially is the perception that it's going to be difficult. (laughs) That is the the hard, cold fact. (laughs) Everyone who begins, including myself thinks, oh my goodness, how am I going to do what the schools do? I already have all these other kids. I have a house to take care of. I have meals to make. And my big, my big, huge quest was to figure out how am I not going to leave gaps in their education? I mean, I just could not figure that out for the longest time. And I was asking every single homeschool veteran that I could possibly find, whether it was people whose email list I was on, people from my past who my parents had known, or people in my military community who happened to be around us. And we just happened to be surrounded by a ton of families who were amazingly having kids going off to military academies that were like really good schools that are really hard to get into for college and who could talk so fluently with us as adults, even when they were young kids. And we were thinking, there's got to be something to this. This is strange. And um, <laughs> so what we ended up learning was that the biggest challenges really were getting over those mental hurdles as a parent to realize that you are already your child's teacher mm. from the moment they were born until the moment you put them in school, you were already their teacher. And so that unfortunately though, is truly a big hurdle It is a big hurdle and it's not one that's easily overcome to get to the realization that you can trust yourself as a parent and that the second biggest challenge 
is to begin to realize that this is, though we call it a homeschool, it's not school, it's an education. Hmm. And there is a difference. The school with the school building is managing so many kids that they must have rigid structure because otherwise, how do you manage hundreds to thousands of kids? There were thousands of kids in my high school. That could not happen in a home environment. But when you have one to five to seven kids in a home with their parent, you can then have an educational environment. That's very different. It's very much more organic. And that mentality, especially for those of us like myself, my husband, who came out of a rigid structure because we went to public school, mm-hmm. well, you don't know how to imagine, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? It's not school, it's education. What, what is that? And yeah. so for us, that was a big hurdle. That was a big challenge. And that took a lot of learning and rolling up our sleeves and asking a lot of questions and then letting our minds be open to the answers and to I have to say, kind of like creating art, which was a fun process, but Hmm. that meant kind of letting it work itself out as we went and as we paid close attention and it became a beautiful thing. Beautiful. That's so cool. Okay. So I, I, I picked out a couple things that I really liked what you said. You are already your child's teacher. Yes. That is so true. Right. So true. And to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Huge. And and really what you're saying too is like school is almost like the building. Yes. But education is what you're doing at home. Yes. Yeah. And within the school building, there are many other things happening than just education. So that is so important to hear. Yes. So good. And you're right. Like we just get in our own way. Like how could we possibly replace what a school does? Well, we're not trying to replace what a school does. We're educating our kids. And sometimes that means we're going to bake cookies and we're going to talk about fractions. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that is one of the things people misunderstand. And you just hit the nail on the head. When you're in a school setting, sure, it takes six to eight hours because they have a lot of management to do. They yeah. have a lot of moving from one class to the next class and to hand out papers and to collect papers and to stop and ask that student who's not paying attention to please pay attention at home you eliminate all that. So the average high school day for a high quality high school education typically ranges four to six hours. That is for a high schooler. And then you have all that extra time to go do extracurriculars, to chase passions, to take classes, to go Mm. work in your community, to do community type of services, you know, whether that's volunteering or whatever. And so they're all- That's an education. Yes. And interestingly, this is a fun fact for parents who are considering homeschooling. Colleges are looking for homeschoolers to give them scholarships now. Mm, Okay. Looking because on average, a homeschooler, even if the parent has a high school degree, it does not matter what type of degree the child will on average have a 20 plus point higher standardized testing score in math and English, Mm. and they're often more well-rounded because they simply had more time outside of the school building. They were home. They were getting their education done more efficiently, more effectively, so they could go out and get those extra life experiences. And they're more likely to complete all of the college education. So they're a better representative because they've had more time to discover who they are and what they want to do with their life. So that means they're more likely 
to finish their college degree. Now, of course, this happens with public schoolers too. Of course it does. And many parents pour into their public school children in the afternoons and in the weekends. So I'm not in any way putting them down and telling you just no. the facts yeah. of what's happening out there if you are looking at homeschooling. You don't have to be afraid because there used to be these old myths, tons of myths. Oh, the kids won't be social. They won't know how in the world to talk to anybody. They'll be so awkward. They're never going to get into college. They'll never get into the military. None of that's true. None of it. Well, and, and I, and I think myth or fear, same difference, you know, I mean, I I can see how, how that would be scary, but colleges are looking for homeschooled students to give scholarships to because they are successful in university and they are 20, they're 20 points higher Mm-hmm. in standardized testing in standardized testing okay that's that's what I wanted to hear okay amazing and yeah. and look you're you are not uh you're not in any way saying that as a way to say that school is is a problem at all exactly. but it no. does make us sort of think hmm like what's going on in that building what you know how come and look I think we can all recognize that school is not one size fits all. And if you have kiddos like I do and you do that, you know, got extra stuff going on, sometimes school is not a place that they can thrive. And I'll say, you know, with my oldest who who has learning disabilities, who has ADHD, you know, who who is a who's neurodiverse, school has been so hard. And it's just been our focus that we successfully have come to the end of the journey in terms of high school like elementary school high school like he just graduated by the skin of his teeth and all along the way we said look school is not a measure of your worth how successful you are in school is not a measure of your worth right and I think that's what we need our kids to really hear yes because the messages that they get at school are sometimes contrary to that. And I will follow that up by saying sometimes that's the message they get in homeschool too. Yeah. So as parents, we have to be very aware of what message are we giving them? Right. So for you guys to be there saying to your son, Hey, that's not what defines you. Good job. Good job. Hmm. That's what all of us need to do. No matter where our children are getting their education from, we need to let them know that their worth is not defined by Hmm. their output. It's because they are beautiful, worthy humans who are in our lives and we love them. Yeah. And like, just so you know, I like hearing that you just told me I did a good job. Like that's good. Just Oh, especially coming from someone like you, who I so love and respect and like, uh, for everybody listening, like, isn't she amazing? I just want to just stop and say like, obviously that's why I think the world of you. Uh, okay. So we've talked about hard, but we've also talked about why it's, why it's good. And, and the path forward is not so daunting because look, a quality education can happen in a few hours versus such a big, long day. And you get to, you get to pepper in all of these other experiences that that are wonderful as well so okay what does this look like for somebody who's working Uh, I I don't want to throw sort of a wrench uh, into this conversation but you know it does make me think about how I worked full-time how you know even now my, my schedule is is as I choose it as a as an entrepreneur and that sort of thing but you know 
do you see and do you talk to to moms and it's usually moms right i'm sure there's dads at homeschool too uh but how do they navigate work and homeschool i love this question it is one of my favorites because most people think i don't i can't homeschool because i'm working well this is something where there are going to be seasons that are more challenging mm-hmm. but the younger the child is the less that you need formal education anyway okay so There are so many, if you think back, good old Mr. Rogers, he said, a child's work is play. That's true. Mm, So introduce into their play environment, all sorts of educational opportunities. Children are naturally curious. They will naturally discover anything that you leave out for them to discover, especially if they don't know you put it there for them. We used to use this method I learned about called strewing. (laughs) And we would intentionally leave out educational things, whether it was an art project or a new library book or things. And I just leave it sitting around so that the children can discover it because you know how it is with all of us humans. If it's our idea, suddenly it's a good one. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, especially with young children, you can just leave these educational things out. And now suddenly you've facilitated a learning opportunity and you can kind of, you know, cozy up next to them and be like, Oh, what's that? Oh, you're such and, a diabolical genius. <laughs> I know. And suddenly they're telling you what they've learned and you will then be able to enter into that dialogue with them and, and, you know, go back and forth. And Hey, I tell you what, I tell my children all the time. I learned more from homeschooling them than I ever learned in yeah. all of my education, including college. <laughs> it's a whole different level of learning. And you yeah. learn so much from your kids while they learn deeply. And so um, depending on the season of the child's life, there were mm-hmm. si- there are simply different techniques and methods. And because the learning process is so sped up when they're in that environment where it is really focused on learning and it's very organic and it's very built into their day. And like you said, well, we're going to bake cookies this evening, kids. Oh, we're doing fractions. Oh, we're having pizza for dinner. Oh, look, this is fractions too. How many slices of pizza are in this one whole pizza? Oh, you know, you can fit education in everywhere everywhere. The key is to be your child's partner at learning. So Mm -hmm. what we do, because I host my podcast, I run a membership for special needs families. I'm doing all these things and my children are still in school. Their schooling hours, because I've, I've trained them over time to become more independent. They chase their learning. We've taught them love of learning Mm -hmm. and we want to enhance these skills of self-motivation in our children. So we have co-working times when they're doing their independent learning and I'm doing my working now that they are, you know, the youngest is eight. So he needs a little bit more of my help and support and supervision during those times, of course, but he also has his siblings to do that with him too. So we just very much intertwine as a family, how this will work out to make sure everyone's needs are met, mine for working, theirs for learning. Um, And it's just really fun. And we personally look at our family very much like a business. And so we reevaluate how we're doing. How is their schooling going? How are they feeling about it? How is our business going? How are we feeling about it? How is the schedule working? What do we need to tweak? And we have family quarterly meetings. We actually celebrate at the end. This was not something we did in the early years, by the way. This is the development of time. So don't feel like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm a failure. If, you know, someone's listening to this, no, 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 work your way into this kind of stuff. This is an advanced thing, but for us, that works really well. And then it allows us to make sure everyone is heard and seen and all the needs are yes. met. Everywhere. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. So, um, first I want to say 
Yes. Our kids are naturally curious whenever, you know, what, what happens is, is that around the age of two, that's when they start to trigger us a little bit, right? This is just, I'm just going to take my parenting uh, stuff here for a second. And, and so oftentimes they're, uh, they upset us because they're curious, but it doesn't look like curiosity. It's, it, it, looks like something that annoys us. It's behavior we don't like, right? Like we go left and they can go right because they realize, oh, they're separate from us, but that's usually curiosity. And they just don't know, they don't have the experience to know that there could be danger, right? And so then we freak out, we yell at them, we say there could be danger and they don't understand that, right? And so the other thing about school is that school is that it can really sort of kill that love of learning that imagination right because they're told when to sit when to stand you know when to sit in a circle when to stand in a line when to eat when they can play when they have to you know when they're allowed to go to the bathroom all this sort of you know stuff right very very structured and it has to be because there's so many of them it has to be but it does often kill that love of learning and so I really do love the idea of of that homeschooling and um and I love I I, I can see you just sort of rubbing your hands like excellent <laughs> they found the book that I wanted them to read I would love that so much I'm gonna do that now even for my teenagers I think that's really smart um and then I like love what you said be a partner in their learning that's so great too and you know actually when we were all at home you know during 2020 and you know we were watching some YouTube videos that my son you know had to watch and we were learning things too it was so so cool like things that weren't in our history books that were being talked about so that was really great I love the idea of co-working times what a great idea for those working parents as well um, and and what I'm hearing is sort of the the thread through all of this is some flexibility, you know, mm -hmm. flexibility of the way we're going to learn this, the way I'm going to teach this, and also that you are you have input from your family. You know, that's what I talk about all the time when I talk to to the parents that I work with about you know setting up family values, setting up boundaries, and that means we have to have clear communication. And family meetings are a key part to that, right? Everybody gets a chance to be heard. It doesn't mean that we're going to change what we say, but you just have a say in it, right? It doesn't mean That's that, right. you know, but you just get a voice. And how great is that? Most of us just want to be heard. And it's the fact that we aren't heard that really hurts us. And that's where behavior starts to go sideways, right? So you are meeting a very fundamental need for your Absolutely. kids just by those, by having those family meetings. I love it. Love it. It's heart changing, you know, just as you know, and you teach all the time, like when we can reach their heart, that does automatically change their behavior. And then we don't have to address behavior nearly as much because it's not the external that we really want to work on anyway, in our kids or in ourselves, we want to work on the internal. And that's where the real change happens and the real bonding happens and the real connection. And so, yeah. It helps to be heard so much. Oh, it's huge. And the fact of the matter is, this goes for every single person, is that when your needs are being met, and, and from a kid's perspective, when a child's needs are getting met, they are much more calmer, they're happier, and they're naturally more cooperative because they don't have to hustle to get those needs met. They don't see you as somebody that they can't quite bet on. 
they're not quite sure are you going to meet my needs or not and we're not talking about a need for a lollipop or a need for a balloon or a need for the next coolest pair of shoes it is fundamental human needs attention affection appreciation connection unconditional love right those those are just some of the core human needs that our kids need to have met and just doing one thing like listening ticks so many of those boxes so it's not like you have to go okay i gotta meet this need then i gotta meet this need no there's things that we can do that meets a bunch of them at the yes. same time something else i learned feels from Mr. good it's sorry feels okay oh so good no no it does it feels so good this is another thing he's like my hero but do you remember if you ever watched any of his old episodes that he would kneel down and look at the children like many times, like if you look at pictures of him, even just as his older age, as an individual, he was kind of hunched over and it's because he spent so much time looking in children's eyes. And I oh. learned that many times, just like you said, just being heard, like knowing your heart has been acknowledged just by looking in the child's eyes while you listen and being on their level. Oh my goodness. Can do just what you just said. It can change yes. a whole host of things because suddenly it's solved a whole lot more problems. You exponentially have changed the whole Yes, system. yes, absolutely. And I, I always say to parents too, when you listen, repeat back what you heard them say. Oh yes, active listening. Yeah. And simple and free. Yeah. So what I hear you say, and, and I do that naturally now all the time. Like you just, you just talked about a bunch of stuff and then I just repeated what I heard because I also want to get it right. You know, I want to get it right. And so, you know, with my own kids, like, yeah, okay. So what I hear you saying is this, do I have that right? And it gives them a chance to say no or exactly. yeah. And I'll tell you what, when, what's that? Sorry. Helps with husbands too. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. And, and I think we can all probably listen to our spouses a little bit more. I'm sure we could all do that. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of that, but yes, yes, it's very true. It's very true. And we know each other's husbands too, and they are wonderful men, just wonderful. So they're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, um, if you are talking to somebody who is about to homeschool their kids, what would you say to them? Something to just to keep in mind you know, maybe above and beyond what you've already said. Is there anything, you know, any resource, any, you know, what would you, I mean, aside from going to your resources and your site, uh, which is her, uh, sorry, I just want to make sure I get it right. So it's her home and heart.net. Yes. Dot net and then slash coaching. So you yes. can learn more about like the homeschool side, but uh, really it's Linktree slash family success. That is my very best place because I put all the goodies, all the coupons. I change up what's happening on there. I don't have it in the intro, Robin. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to add it in there. But in the show notes, link tree. Yeah. Slash family success. It's just where I try to focus to keep everything fresh while I'm getting my website um, better built and looking prettier. But um, yeah, so I would suggest first, depending, I'll speak to people in the USA. I'll start there. People in the USA know what your state requires because oh. every state is different. So if you're considering homeschooling, what I have to do for homeschooling might look different, does look different from what someone in Texas versus Pennsylvania versus New York versus Florida would need to do. Okay. It does not make it harder, easier. It just means it's different. Just so you different. have to learn what your state requires. 
for me, one of the places that I have found to be the best resource for that is a legal defense agency. It's called the Homeschool Legal Defense Agency, um, hslda.org. Um, I'm not affiliated, but I have really been, I felt like what they offer there is so great because they'll give you not only all your state laws, but all the papers too. <laughs> and you can call them on the phone and they'll answer all your questions and it's a low dollar membership. So I suggest them to all the mommies I meet who are considering this and just getting started. And then um, the next thing is to just begin looking into the various philosophies because as a new homeschooler, you don't know what your favorite method of teaching is. You don't know what your kids' favorite methods of learning are. And that's going to be a process. So expect the first year to not be a good reflection of what the rest of your journey will be like. The first year is just like any other learning curve and that's okay. So if it doesn't feel perfect, that's okay. Don't worry, mm. let it go. Just try to have fun. It's an adventure. Put your adventure hat on, keep learning with the kids and look into what philosophies are out there and try different things. If you have a curriculum that you've purchased and it's not going well with the kiddo, dump it overboard go find something else. Let it go. You're teaching the kid. You're not teaching the curriculum. Right. So it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that doesn't work for you. I love and that. Exactly. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with your kiddo. Like that's one of the gifts of homeschooling is it can be so uniquely tailored. And that is part of why it's so much more efficient and effective. It is not a one size fits all. You mm. can just say, oh, this isn't working for you. I'll tell you a quick story. My son, he was in second grade. We were sitting down with his math workbook. I had the baby playing on the floor. My daughter was doing some beads and some sensory things in the other you know, side of the room. We were sitting at the table trying to get through his math workbook. He had tears streaming down his face. He had written in the front of his book, Mind you, I'm like a, I love learning. I want my kids to learn, but we knew we had some different various special needs happening in our family. And he had mm -hmm. written this, I hate math in the front of that workbook. My stress was high. I was feeling anxiety. I was thinking I was failing as a mom. I have all these other tasks. The kitchen sink is full of dishes and I'm going, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Like, I, I don't even know. And I'm not the one gifted in math. I married my husband who happened to have been my math tutor. <laughs> So <laughs> really, oh, more on that later. <laughs> exactly. He was. So that tells you some about my propensity for math. Um, so I said, you know what? Enough of this. And I closed that math workbook. I went to my daughter's backpack. I pulled out this because she was still in preschool at the time, um, though she was home with us that day. I pulled out the scholastic worksheet. You know, now you can just go to Amazon or wherever. And I just started checking off all the math games all the things I could see that could help with math. And we spent quite a while looking at doing math games on the floor with race cars and dinosaurs and gingerbread Aww. men and all this other stuff. And then I started looking into, well, what's an online resource? You know, and there were some math games that were there intentionally for curriculum purposes, but to help kids who were struggling and it had more interventions than a tutor could have. And fast forward, we went from him sitting there, tears running down his face, me feeling stressed out, feeling like I was failing to the end of the year, we actually, surprisingly, and I don't recommend this to everybody, but did go back to that math workbook. He was able to proficiently finish it and had an, I love math. I, I've kept the workbook. <laughs> I'm afraid because of this. Yeah, I know. Um, In the back of the workbook, because, and to this day, even though he is an artist, he's, he's a musician, he's mm. an author, math has never been his very natural, you know, that side of his brain was never the, the natural. He loves it. He does not hate it. And we worked through it with peace and joy at his pace. And he's graduated from high school and doing great. So 
you know, it's one of those things where in the beginning, just, just be flexible. Like you said, it's so worth it. Oh, I love that. So, okay. I just want to, I want to recap what I heard you say, and then we're going to talk about what you have for everybody in the parent toolbox. And I just want to encourage you if, even if you're not homeschooling, please have a look at this because it will help you. It will help you with homework. It will help you with all the things. And also if you know someone who's homeschooling, please share it with them. They will love it. So first I really love what you say. Know what your state requires if you're in the States, but if you're in Canada too, look at what the provincial guidelines are. Same difference. Uh, and then you were talking about the Homeschool Legal Defense Agency, which is hslda.org for the States, but in Canada, it's hslda.ca. And I'm sure if you're listening in any other country in the world, First of all, you can go to those sites and still pick up a lot of great, useful information, but also you can uh, look for your for your own local resources. I, I guarantee you, you've got them. And I think it's so important for you to, to, to do what Katie just said, and that is to look for these different philosophies. I didn't know that 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 there that that existed I, I i literally had no idea so i love that you say that and give yourself grace as you would with anything that you're doing with your kids grace is so important empathy for yourself empathy for your kids we're doing this together we're in the trenches together do this with some grace it's okay to make a mistake it is a shared human experience we all need self-compassion huge Huge. huge. So Katie, you are so wonderful. So can you please tell us what's in the parent toolbox for, yes. for people listening? I would love to. So I collected basically my very top tips, not just for homeschooling, but if you're homeschooling, there are five of my, how to embrace a heart-centered education oh. um, tips in there. It, they are just fantastic. And then I also, as a bonus, put in there, um, the three foundations of a united home. So whether you're homeschooling or not, and especially if you have a special needs kid or you know somebody who does, these will double apply. They will work mm. for anybody. But if you're in a home where you have the extra stress and the extra concerns and the extra workload, you will want to read these. Um, they are what our family learned. It's basically like our home ecosystem. And I just break it down into a quick blurb there of each thing. This will not take you long to read. And I give some mm. pages for reflection and notes and thoughts. Um, and, but it, it's just like our best kept secret for what's kept us going with five kids mm. through the military, with special needs, with, you know, all the stuff that we had on our plate. Um, some really important tools that will completely support and change, you know, your perspective for the better. That's our hope. That's what it's done Thank for others. You. Thank you so much, Katie. And, you know, uh, first of all, I just love you. I love you so much. And I like, and too. from my heart, you know, I don't just love what you say. I love who you are. You've got the most awesome husband too. Beautiful five kids. Like you are just so wonderful. Thank you for giving this to us because I know you could easily charge for that as well. Like this is this, the, the lessons that you're sharing have taken you years to learn and perfect. So that is such a huge gift. And of course you go to the parent toolbox. It's totally free to sign up and not just take on what Katie has, like download what she has. It's for 
you know, there's hundreds of tools in there from myself, from these brilliant guests that I have. So www.parent-toolbox.com. Please just join the membership. You get a new tool every week. It's incredible. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for who you are, for what you do. And please know that Katie is available for you. If you want to even join a community that she is, is, is hosting where you can just learn with other moms too, who are going through this, especially if you have a child with extra needs, with special needs, she really, Katie has lived many lives through her kids and the experiences that she's had. We didn't even touch on that. And I can tell you her story is pretty incredible and uh, she just wants to help you. And so again, Linktree slash family success is where you can find her, but also her home and heart.net slash coaching please look Katie up. Uh, you, if you want to find her, you can reach out to me. I will send you her way. She is exactly the person who you see here today. So thank you, Robin. Thank you for being here. I adore you too. And I do, I truly want to serve. I want to shortcut the pain and the struggle that, you know, we went through and that we saw so many other families go through because I know that with a helping hand, it can be so much better. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Katie. And I hope everybody loved this as much as I did. Thanks for having me, Robin. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you'd share it with someone who you think needs to hear this message too. And please don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. And if you like my content and want more, please visit my site, parentingforconnection.com, where you can find out more about my coaching, my courses, and all things parenting. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace, connection, and joy.